0: Reference to or information about any specific product or service by name, trade name, trademark, or service mark in this podcast does not constitute an endorsement of that product or service. And now, on to the episode. Happy 2023, and welcome to Better Money with Elements Financial. I'm your host, Miranda Finley. I'm a certified financial wellness professional who's worked with thousands of people in all walks of life. And I'm also a real person with real financial experiences. I'll chat from both personal and professional viewpoints to help make your money better. So with a fresh year, it can bring a renewed sense of determination and feelings of a fresh slate. But on the other hand, it can make us feel pressured to make drastic changes, sometimes without preparation of how to make those changes feel authentic or manageable long term. Miriam webster defines progress as a forward or onward movement, as to an objective or to a goal, to advance or gradual betterment. Today, we're going to emphasize the gradual in betterment by looking at healthy mindsets around progress and how to find balance to make that betterment truly beneficial long term. To help me do so, I have Elements' talent acquisition partner, Charles Akinvola. Thanks for joining me today, Charles.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: So excited to have you here. I know that you've been really supportive of Better Money throughout our journey um, and provided lots of great feedback um, as you do every day here at Elements. Um, So I'm excited for our listeners to hear uniquely what your role does and then how both professionally and personally you can lend to this conversation. So I know that our HR team actively develops our current talent, and that is one of your uh, main tasks. And then um, you seek out new talent to progress our organization further. So can you talk about everything that you do and how you do it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, as an organization, we know that progress can happen when we're leveraging our talent and bringing in really good talent. So that's where I come in. Um, I work with the hiring managers. I partner with hiring teams, partner with schools, affinity groups, organizations, and ultimately partner with candidates so that we can find that top talent and then leverage that top talent. And when I say partner with candidates, uh, I'll say that that really lends to this topic really well, because I think of how um, their journey is one that you see incremental progress. And so a number of the candidates we're experiencing might not get the role when they first apply. Mm-hmm. They might be um, applying for a role that's not the best fit for them. Mm-hmm. They, they might have skills and tool sets that they're better suited for another role. And so they they feel that step back, oh, I didn't get the opportunity, but how do we look beyond just the role they're they're applying for, and kind of see the big picture and see if we can find a, a good a good fit for them?
0: Absolutely, and I love that we take that one step further and we look at the person and what their um, those skill sets are that they have in dealing with people, and whether ethically, morally, work commitment wise, whether they're a good fit here. At Elements, and I'll say I think that we do a fantastic job of finding people who fit within our, um, our key metrics for what success looks like and what our elements of success are. So I love that that's something that we focus on. Definitely. Additionally, you have a huge personal and professional commitment to growth. So can you chat about that?
1: So I'll, I'll, I'll start off and share a little bit of, of my journey and, and how I got to the credit union. So I worked for a, a nonprofit organization called Dream Alive. We partner really closely with them at Elements. Uh, they mentor 7th through 12th graders in Indianapolis and uh, seeing my, so my formal seventh graders that graduated high school, I said, this has been great. Um, maybe there's something else that I can do. How can I apply my skills and talents? And so applied for an opportunity at Elements. Um, actually didn't get that opportunity. It was between me and another, another gentleman, and he had way more experience and it made total sense to go with the other gentleman, but um, Elements did a great job of saying, you know, how do we hire for talent and teach skill? And so they gave me another opportunity. And, and even as I think about that, application process and the number of places I applied to I I felt that that feeling of oh I didn't get the opportunity oh I didn't get a call back at this company or or this company said you know I'm I'm not qualified and you you feel that that burden of man what I'm my goals what I'm trying to accomplish I just can't hit it mm-hmm. but really progress like you had you had mentioned before it's a it's an incremental thing and it's it's steps towards something and so how do you you learn from those experiences and Um, Got an opportunity at Elements, kind of a manager training opportunity and um, took advantage of that and then became a branch manager and then moved into talent acquisition um, about two years ago. So it's been great to think of how do I develop my career? And as we think about progress, I I always want to tell people that you have to think of career development informally and formally. Sometimes we can think of just one. We say formally, I need to go to this training. I need to be with this mentor. And that's important, too. But also there's the informal, right? It's the learning on the job. It's the experiencing um, all the ins and outs about the role, and so those things are are important to me. And starting a new position is really really hard. I'll be honest. When I started this role two years ago, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, and uh, I don't know where I saw this quote. I was just trying to find out who said this, but uh, it was like on a, a little picture, and it said, "Be brave enough to suck at something new," mm-hmm. and that is so important. Be brave enough to suck at something new. So. It means that you're not going to be the best when you first start something, whether it's um, a a role, whether it's it's some kind of goal or aspiration. And so that's been big for me is learn, you know, it's going to be tough. There's going to be bumps. But, you know, how do you continue to progress?
0: What I'm hearing out of that and what I think is so incredible that you did yourself and that I know you instill in the candidates that you work with every single day is that those notes that you hear can, um it's just so easy to accept that no and to move forward and to internalize that no as a no about you or a no about the skills that you have. Um, and that can take a hit to your self-esteem, particularly if you've been in the job market for a while uh, or if you're in um, a niche of the job market that is a little bit more volatile or tough. Um, it can be really easy to internalize those no's you hear along the way, but encouraging to know that if you just keep at it. That somebody will recognize the determination you have, um, that you're making that commitment to that formal progress, but also that informal progress. And eventually you'll end up where you need to be, just like you found a spot that's perfect for you and perfect for the candidates that we have coming on. Uh, So I want to start off talking about, um, you know, I think it's really important to determine what is important to us when we dig into the progress that we want to make in our lives. And so I know finding your why is something that you hear a lot, but I wanted to dive into that. Really, what you're looking for here is looking at what makes you excited, what brings you joy what can um, cause enough passion to make it easier to get out of bed in the morning. I know not every morning is going to be that, but (laughs) um, generally to make it easier to get out of bed and finding that um, what's important to you. So what uh, tips do you have about finding that why?
1: It's important to think about, you know, what gets you excited? You know, what, what pushes you, what's, what's your drive and, and, and really lean into that. All right. So don't just go with the flow and, and kind of go with the current and, and also don't, Follow other people's aspirations for you, mm-hmm. and so it's it's really it's easy to to say, "Oh, well, I've been told I should do A, B, and C, so I'm going to do A, B, and C." But really, figure out you know what makes you tick. And um, for me, it's it's the concept of influence and connection. Um, and so I I love to be a positive influence, to be a light, to be an encourager, and then connecting with individuals. So how do I connect with people on a deep level and and build trust and and to you know do work with integrity. And those two things—that influencing and connection—it's great because it's what I do for a living, right? I'm I'm connecting with individuals, candidates, and I'm influencing our business by bringing in top talent, and so that's what gets me excited. And I would always recommend that people think of, you know, what what makes you what makes you excited about your role, what makes you passionate, um, and really lean into that because you lean into that, you'll really enjoy, enjoy your life.
0: Absolutely. And I know there, so it's two sides of a coin, right? And I know here at Elements, with a lot of the analysis we do, we look at what our strengths are, and then we also look at the flip side of those strengths. So on our best day, these strengths and these personality traits lend to what we do and how we do it in these ways. But we also need to understand that there's that flip side of the coin where it can inhibit us from reaching potential. It can um, you know, keep us in our heads a little bit. It can provide roadblocks for us if we don't recognize both sides of that coin. So looking at what brings us stress, what triggers the unhealthy habits that we might have, um, that self-talk that we have that might be negative, um, all of those things I think are kind of important, recognizing what's your why and what those roadblocks are in um, getting closer to where you want to be. So when we're talking about undue stress, what are some triggers that I, that you found, um, or that might be a little bit more common, or might be relatable to some of the people listening?
1: Uh, for me, when I think of you know what stresses me out, you know it's it's the feeling of putting forth a lot of effort or doing a lot of work only to to find out, man, there was really no benefit in the end, or it's. I missed the mark or that's not what we're going for. That's, that's not a fun feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that actually reminds me of a book titled do better work by Max Yoder. Um, we're huge fans of, of that book, huge fans of Max Yoder. Um, and in that book, he has one chapter um, that he, he speaks about sharing before you're ready, meaning not working in a silo with your head down, absent from collaboration or, or feedback only to come up for air and realize you've missed the mark. Mm-hmm. So there's there's so much importance in bringing people alongside and saying, yeah, I might not be 100% ready to share, um, or this project might not be 100% ready, but I'm going to share. Say, hey, this is what I got so far. This is what I'm working on. You know, how does this land on you? And and honestly, we can do this in a number of areas. We can do it at work. We can do it in our lives. We can even do it with our finances. You know, there's times where you might be working on some type of financial goal. And you're not bringing somebody alongside with you. You know, if you're not reaching out to a trusted person, trusted advisor, maybe a business development relationship manager like yourself. Hey. Right. You you might be uh, putting forth a ton of effort on things and and moving down a path that ultimately isn't the best for you. So sharing before you're ready. Right. Don't just say, I'm going to share when I'm at level 10. Say, maybe you're at level five. This is what I'm working on is really important.
0: Absolutely. I think there's a lot of general messaging that makes us feel like we have to do it on our own that we're siloed and that if we didn't accomplish it solely on our own and we didn't get to the top by ourselves that there's not merit in it and i believe the exact opposite that it's all about who you can bring with you and who um you can help kind of bring up and who can help you know bring you up because it's just that's just not it like working on your own um and it can be really tough to receive that feedback too so You mentioned putting in a lot of time and effort into something. And if you get to the point uh, where you're asking for feedback and that feedback might not be the feedback that you were hoping to receive, it can be really tough to do that. But overall, I think in the long run, uh, if you can do that a little bit sooner um, and if you're proactively asking for that feedback instead of receiving it after like you've already stamped and signed your name and you're done with it, um, then it's a lot simpler at that point to work through that feedback and to implement it in whatever you're working on. So as we find our why, as we figure out what brings us joy, what gets gets us excited, I think it's just really important to prioritize. And we have to remember we're only ever working with 100%, 100% of our capacity, 100% of our energy, and that's going to wane from time to time, right? So I know that you're a dad of a newborn. And I'm sure that the sleep you're getting right now might not be the sleep that you got when you were, you know, uh, in your early twenties. And so your energy might look different today than it did before. And that's not a bad thing. Right. And so we just have to look at how those things shift and understand that we only have a hundred percent to give. And if we're giving a hundred percent, that's okay, but we have to learn how to prioritize what's most important to us. So by figuring out what makes us excited, then it's easier to prioritize those things in our life, whether it may be our career or family, volunteering, um, our health, money, et cetera. Uh, Keeping the eye on the prize um, when there are so many things to distract us, you mentioned that not listening to what somebody else's idea for your life is, but then also not listening to what somebody else's idea for their life is or what success means to them or what stability means to them because That might not be it for you. And what it was for you two years ago might not be it for you today. So we're always growing and we're always learning. So I think it's important to have that touchstone with yourself and kind of have some of those self-reflective conversations every now and again to recenter us back on what is important to us. And um, in this, you know, with those messages that you're talking about that we can receive from society or whatever else it may be, I think oftentimes it's easy to look at progress being linear, that, you know, it's all uh, just straight uphill. And if you're not doing it uphill, if you're not, you know, treading that ladder rung by rung in a consistent manner, then you're not doing it right. And I, that's not what I found to be true <laughs> in my adult life. So uh, can you chat about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's there's so much that you you said there that that's spot on. Um, I think that that concept of, you know, on to the next thing, you know, climb the next rung, you know, that could be a really tempting thing. And it's great to have those aspirations. But know that, you know, part of that progress is just becoming better at what you're doing, you know, becoming better at saving. If it's if you have some financial goal, I'm just trying to get better. You don't you might not have the car today. You might not have the house today. But are you getting better at saving? Um, if you're, if it's a career thing, you know, how do you grow your skills? How do you grow your 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 talent and what you're passionate about? Not just on to the next thing. And so, for me, that's something that I that I've found that's is so important is, you know, how do I work on improving myself and not necessarily just moving to the next title or next uh, goal, but just uh, trying to better myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And in reaching constantly for that next thing and in listening to what other people are saying we should do, I've just found, like, in my own personal career path, that as a millennial, I'm told that I should switch jobs every two years and I should, you know, increase my income that way and be searching for titles and things like that. And what I found being here at Elements for 10 years is that I found a place that. Is stable for me. That allows me to plan um, financially according to the lifestyle and success that I want to have financially, and has provided a ton of growth in areas that didn't even exist. You know, when I first started at the credit union. So I think if you found yourself in a good place, that listening to, you know, whatever everybody else's advice for you may be, um, particularly people that don't know you or don't know your situation, or maybe don't have your best interest in mind um, it's just important to you know to kind of touch base on what matters to you i think perspective is huge in this so building failure into the process um, and understanding that we're going to have missteps um, and sometimes that ladder that we're climbing um you know maybe a rope is better suited for it or maybe climbing a hill or using a different tool set or taking a step back is what is going to happen in order to propel us forward closer to where we want to be um, so looking at the perspective that we have about failure and understanding that if you set what's important to you, you've set those goals for you and you've achieved them, then I don't think that you need to beat yourself up if you need to take a step back or you take a misstep or you fall off the wagon or however you want to phrase it. So I know a great example um, is if you say that you um, are going to go on a no spend, you know, you're going to have a no spend month, right? And for the first 10 days of the month, you kill it. You don't spend anything extra. You only spend on necessities. You haven't used your credit card. You haven't bought anything you don't need. And then on that 11th day, for whatever reason, you bust your budget and you spend on something you don't need. I think a lot of times it's tempting to look at that as completely falling off the wagon and getting off track. And what I would prefer people to look at that as is... For 10 out of the last 11 days, you did what you wanted to. You achieved the goal that you set out for yourself. And so for a large percentage of what you were hoping, um, you were achieving it. So don't let failure um, get too far into your head. We're going to have setbacks. And there can be a silver lining in setbacks. And I know that you've seen a few of those yourself even recently.
1: Yeah. So one that comes to mind is from a uh, a physical fitness and and health standpoint. So I've played uh, rec sports for a number of years. And this past October, I ruptured my Achilles tendon. So one of those injuries that I had nightmares about, I never want to tear my ACL, never want to rupture my Achilles. And and that happened. And um, as I think about that, that setback, you know, it's like, man, that that's terrible. You know, there's rehab and all of that, but it's an opportunity for growth, right? And it's, it's changing my mindset to, you know, how do I take care of my body in different ways, right? How do I make sure that, you know, I'm in it for the long haul? You know, I guess, like you said, you know, I got little ones at home, you know, and, and wife and, you know, I want to be in there for the long haul. So how do I take care of my bodies and my body in different ways and, and, uh, listening to the physical therapist and the doctor. And so it's, it's an opportunity to, for growth, you know? And, and so sometimes those setbacks you're like, man, that was not fun. But the question is, is where do you go from here? Mm-hmm. That's, um, something my parents always used to tell me, where do you go from here? Right. So that's part of that, that, progress and and trying to have incremental change.
0: Yeah. And I recently heard this phrase and I will forever be using it because it's cemented in my brain, but did it happen to you or did it happen for you? And that's a huge perspective shift. Like it can either happen to you and you can, um, keep a victim mindset around it, or it could have happened for you and there's opportunity to learn around it. So I love that you're doing that. And with things like that, I know, particularly with your Achilles, there's a difference in being proactive and reactive with healthy habits and and things and goals that we have for ourselves. So you experienced some benefit from some proactivity you had in being active beforehand, right? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And it, it's really encouraging to you know to get that confirmation from physical therapists and doctors. Is you know taking care of my body on the on the uh, before this injury happened really helps with the recovery process, right? So not being you know stationary you know not sitting all the time but being active and working out you know that that's helped my recovery process and allowed me to to progress in it so i mean that goes for physical fitness that goes for finances that goes for career is is to move away from just being reactive but being proactive and taking those steps beforehand
0: and that physical health that you had beforehand that activity that you experienced beforehand it wasn't because you anticipated having an injury one day i mean obviously we understand that if we uh, you know a body emotion stays in motion, right? So as we age, it gets a little easier to keep moving if we've maintained a level of activity, but you didn't, you know, play rec league sports so that when you got an injury, your, you know, your uh, (laughs) physical therapy would be easier. It was because it was something that was important to you. It was a way for you to have community. I assume it it was a priority to you previously. So it just kind of played it and made things easier on the back end. And then as we kind of like continue forward, looking for signs of progress and and growth. So I think so often we just get our heads set on like that next goal that we have. And I think goal setting is highly important, but I think it's really important to look at how far we've come. And that's something I have to constantly remind myself. If I ask, um, you know, if I experience something or I achieve something, um, or even when I get into my head about a problem I have currently if I asked myself what Miranda um, from 10 years would have thought about my situation or how she would have felt about it, I never would have anticipated that I would be um, in the position that I'm in or have the stability or success that I do. And that's not to say like I'm bragging, but it's because I steadily wanted to improve over time. Um, so keeping our eyes on the next thing can be great, but let's remember that um, there is importance in um Looking at where we've come t- from, too, and I know reflection is something that you encourage. So, um, do you have any advice for that?
1: Looking back is is so important. So, I encourage people as a kind of a reflection exercise is to look back to help you look forward. to so look back at the things you've accomplished, the challenges you've overcome. Allow those experiences to guide you in your current endeavors. Right? Allow those experiences to help cultivate motivation and perseverance to to lead to progress. It's so important to look back. And, you know, uh, I heard something uh, recently where somebody said, you know, how many of your past prayers are you living right now? So, you know, you're like, man, I I desire this, I wanted this and and I have it. But if we just move on to the next thing and don't reflect, then it's going to really prevent us from being able to keep moving forward and having progress.
0: Right. Cause there's always going to be something else. There's always going to be another rung, another achievement, another goal more money, nicer things to have or do or see. And so I think just settling in and having that gratitude for where we currently are is going to be key to having some peace in this process of progress. Um, so in that, we need to find some balance in this. I think setting realistic goals, we talk about that a lot. We've talked about it a lot on better money. So setting those smart goals that um, have a set time frame and are realistic and measurable are going to be important to making sure that um, our goals are a little bit more achievable for us. And I think that there's a little bit of a tortoise in the hare approach here, right? So we all know how the old fable ends. The tortoise wins because they're consistent. So consistency matters. Do you um, have anything to add to that?
1: Yeah, I would just say that part of consistency is some of the things that we've talk, talked about in the past, right? It's It's understanding that there's going to be times where you're going to slip up. There's gonna be times where you're like, oh, I wasn't consistent today. But if the mindset is if I can get back on, I'm going to then be defined as consistent, then then that's that's how you bounce back, right? So maybe if it's I'm going to, you know, save a certain a certain portion of my paycheck, every paycheck, but one you're like, oh, I wasn't able to. If the if the thought is I'm gonna do it next time and then you do it, then you in some form or fashion, you've been consistent, right? And so just kind of how you keep it going. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we talk about a lot in budgeting. I know consistency like isn't always exciting um, or sexy, you know. But putting that twenty five dollars a paycheck into a savings account, um, working incrementally towards the things that we want, the small gains that we see in exercise or um, personal records, or you know, in the gym, um, whatever it is that you're working towards those things are going to add up over time and in the in the areas of my life that I've been able to maintain consistency which isn't always easy for me because historically I've had like a really unhealthy like all or nothing approach like either I have to be all in or I don't deserve to be doing it and I need to be all out but as I've kind of worked through that the areas of my life that I've been able to maintain consistent I just look back and I'm so thankful that like even if it was a little bit you know that it happened incrementally over time um, we wanted to touch on that. There's a place for grinding and hustling, and you know, putting your nose to the grindstone and working really hard. But I don't know that this suits every season of life. So can you chat about that, Charles?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Right. So there, we'll take career for for example. You know, there there may be times where you're like, I'm I am on it. I'm on to the next thing. You know, I'm I'm attending every conference. I'm going to. You know, every opportunity. And that's fantastic. But there might be a season in life where you you have to scale back and you say, I'm going to be faithful to my work. I'm going to do excellent work. I'm going to do work with integrity. But I can't I can't do that 10, 12 hour work day. You know, right now I need to focus on my family or I need to focus on maybe some of your 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 home goals. Maybe you're like, I'm trying to redo that kitchen. That's not me. I am not a do it yourself person. That is somebody else's example. Um, but, yeah. My
0: example, but <laughs> yeah, I redid my shower two weekends ago. So
1: very <laughs> impressive. Yes. I think in a, I think in a dream once I was able to do something like that and then I woke up. Um, but yes, yeah, so I, I think there's just, there's seasons of life where things shift. Yeah. And, that and goes back to, to recognizing
0: that 100%, right? We only have a hundred percent to give and we have to figure out what's important to us and where we're going to put that time effort and, um, and energy. You shared, I feel that way in my career now. In my 20s, I was very committed to giving 150% to my career. And then as I've gotten married and as I found other hobbies and, you know, work through worth and, you know, identifying what's important to me, I'm able to give back in my job right now. And I love the people I get to work with. I love that I have the opportunity to do better money. And right now that's enough for me. So I want to show up, I want to do a good job for my members and for elements because it's been good to me. And then beyond that, like, I don't need an executive title right now. That's not something I'm striving toward. And it took me a little bit to be okay with that. I love, yeah, I love that you shared that perspective. Um, you know, and if you're working towards a goal, that's a short-term goal, you know, grinding or hustling might be your way to achieve that. But I I would keep those as short-term goals um, because over time uh, you might find that you're giving too much. And then that's when you experience burnout, which has been a very hot topic within the last few years. Um, So can you chat about that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think that, man, the, the way to prevent burnout, um, I always think of is, is accountability, right? I, I think of, individuals who can come alongside you and you can, you know, you can share with them, you know, what what your goals are, what you're going towards, what you are striving for and, and be open and transparent. Um, the best accountability partners are always reminding you, right? They're reminding you of your why, your goals, your progress, and reminding you that they're in your corner. So I recently heard a quote that stuck with me. Um, it's from Samuel Johnson. He said, people need to be reminded more often than they need to be instructed. So that accountability partner is there to remind you, right? Not to instruct you, but to to be that that, uh, that bug in your ear that's helpful, right? And so I think that's a huge tool for preventing burnout. Mm-hmm. And similar to what we've said in the past, it's it's not take yourself too seriously. It's give yourself grace, right? If, if you give yourself grace, then, you know, you can really keep going in the race.
0: Absolutely. I think building and rest is a huge piece of that too. So making sure we take time in our lives to recuperate. Um, Sometimes there have been time periods in my life where like I get a full night's sleep and I still am mentally and emotionally exhausted. And so finding um, ways to build and rest to your routine. And then understand that not everything we do needs to be productive. And that, that's something that's been really hard for me, especially in my adult life. I've shared in a lot of my classes. So if you've been in one of my classes and I've shared this, uh, shout out. But I recently took up um, reading for fun again, because as a child, I loved it. And then as an adult, I read every self-help book out there, you know, in order to be more productive and to have some more of that formal growth. And I lost that piece of myself that loved um, reading. And so it's not overall like super productive for my life, but it's something that's given me a little bit of reprieve and something that I've really enjoyed doing. So find hobbies that you um, may not even be good at. Like you don't have to be good at everything you do. Learn something new, take a class, um, sing for fun, dance for fun, whatever it may be. Find those outlets that are going to help build in some rest for you. And then, you know, like on the along the lines of accountability and finding that like minded community, which we talk a lot about here at Elements, um, particularly when it comes to finances and those goals you're working towards. Um, but I also think it's really important to look outside of ourselves. I, I just think we have a, a huge tendency to be siloed in what we do, and so finding ways that we can give back to our communities, that we can stick our hands in the dirt, that we can understand more of the issues of those um, that surround us that's going to help us take a step back from, you know, the up close perspective we have on our life and look at, um, our greater surroundings. And that's always grounded me. Um, when it comes to feeling like I just, I'm just so focused on what's going on with me that when I take a step back, it's grounding.
1: I would, I would second that and say that, you know, that volunteering aspect, it's an opportunity to, to think outside of yourself. And when we take our eyes off ourselves and we can serve, um, volunteer help others, it makes a huge difference in our, in our own health, you know? So, um, that's, that's huge.
0: Well, as we move on, I wanted to touch on the community corner. Uh, so this month on the community corner, we're going to focus on corporate sponsored wellness programs. So I'm a part-time podcast host, but a full-time financial wellness provider to several of our wonderful select employer groups. And as a part of their wellness programs, they include financial wellness, but usually a slew of other resources like retirement planning assistance, employee assistance programs or EAPs, and sometimes holistic programs that you can participate in, not only to improve your physical health, but your mental and, of course, financial health. My challenge to you is, if your employer offers something like this, participate. Not only will it provide you some like-minded community like we talked about, but assist you in that gradual betterment overall. I've already committed myself to participating more actively in Elements Program, and if you see me out and about, ask me how it's going. Thank you so much for being here today, Charles. It was a pleasure to talk with you through Progress. Thanks for having. Me. And thanks for joining us on Better Money with Elements Financial. We hope that you were able to take something away from this to help make your money better. Find more episodes at elements.org/bettermoney or anywhere you listen to podcasts and don't forget to rate and review. And if finances is an area of priority for you in 2023, let's set some goals. Reach out to us at bettermoney@elements.org. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.